Go ahead, talk. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. In Cincinnati, I think it's going to get down to like 29 tomorrow. Oh shoot, 40, 40 in Virginia. It's very cold. It's very, it's very cold in the basement for some reason. I don't know why basements are always cold. So I'm cold. And last night I sat down here and recorded Dork Trek, and it took forever to get the chill out of my body. So I made sure to kind of suit up today. So that's why I'm wearing a hoodie. Um, and all that jazz, because I'm, I'm chilly. <laughs> you look tired. Well, I am tired. It's been, you know, a long day, I guess, but whatever. You look tired, too, buddy, all that working. Man, I had a shit week. I'm sorry, oh, but It's all good. It happens. But you know what? It's Thursday, and that means it's time to record uh, the I – almost, I almost called – it's funny. I almost called it three different names. I almost called it Dork Trek, and I almost said Bob's Boneyard. But now <laughs> it's time to record Word Bros. It could be Bob's Boneyard. Well, we, we should get Torres on here and, and reboot it. No, there's no point in that. Nobody cares about that no more. That, <laughs> what, that, uh, that ship is sailed. It's not worth a reboot. <laughs> the ship is sailed. I'm sure some people would still listen to it. Nah, son. Nobody cares, man. Nobody cares. That's not true, man. That Mike, Mike and Bob reunion thing was full, bro. At uh, the con? Yeah, but I mean, whatever, man. You can only. I mean, you can only go to that well so many times. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't hit that too often because then that shit just gets tired and people just kind of. I understand, man. It's like it's like Bobby Bobby Eaton's Alabama Jam. It it only works half of the time. What is what? <laughs> Bobby Eaton's Alabama Jam. It only works half of the time. <laughs> <laughs> There's times he'd be climbing up to the rope. He didn't even get there yet because like Bobby Eaton, not a high flyer. Bob, a high flyer. Yeah, Bobby Eaton always had a pretty good high flying elbow, though he did a good elbow drop. That's that's the Alabama Jam. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, ha- I'm excited. Um, Chris Jericho is wrestling Kenny Omega in New Japan soon. I don't know who Kenny Omega is. Kenny Omega is this really great. Just um, he's this really great wrestler. He's a Canadian guy. He's like 33 or 34, and he wrestles with the Bullet Club in New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can probably watch some of his matches on YouTube. They're really, really good. He's a really great wrestler. I guess him and Jericho got in like a little Twitter beef, and Jericho is currently a free agent. So Jericho is going to wrestle in New Japan at their like WrestleMania event at the beginning of the year. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, Jericho's awesome. So. Jer- Jericho's still a great wrestler. I mean, he's what 45 years old, and that dude can still go. So it'll be pretty cool. I didn't realize he. I didn't realize he was that old. Wow. Yeah, dude. Dude, he's been wrestling since we were like. Yeah, yeah. Like 20. You're, right. You're right. Yeah, he's old as fuck. But yes. yeah, yeah, because I know he's in a band too. He's in Fozzy. Yes. 
So he like the band that where he does covers of popular metal songs. This is that Fozzie invented them. Like that's the that's the gimmick. That's the gag. Well, I mean, it seems to work. I mean, he enjoys doing it. So no, he's he's he's. I think he's funny, man. He's got mic skills. Yeah, uh, he's good. He's a great wrestler. But anyway, so um, so yeah, so welcome to the Thursday edition of Word Bros. We don't have a guest this week um, again. But it's fine. I mean, whatever. Last, well, all last we week, downloads last time we didn't have it. Yeah. Last week's episode was really long. Uh, Kyle was on, and he was really great. And there wasn't really. I mean, it was just all Kyle because I mean, we, didn't, like, we didn't really, we didn't need to edit Kyle that much. Yeah, it was Kyle like was a, just great. It was an hour and like ten minutes. I think it's our longest episode yet with Kyle. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was really good, man. And so, uh, so yeah, so this week it's just Kevin and I talking some stuff. There's a lot of things going on in the wide, wide world of comics. I guess the biggest news uh, hitting the comic industry at the moment is, Bar- yes, Brian Michael Bendis is leaving Marvel and he signed a DC exclusive, which is... Which is crazy. I never thought I would see the day. And, no. and here it is. I no. thought... I thought Bendis, like, Bendis was, now, this is no diss on Bendis, so hopefully if Bendis ever listens to a podcast, which he won't, but if he if he ever did listen to our podcast, I would say he was caping for Marvel hardcore, like, back when people would attack Marvel, and he'd be like, nah, nah, son, and defend Marvel, and I'm really shocked to see him go, you know what, I've had enough of Marvel, I'm going to go with the Batman, and I, I was like, what? <laughs> but yeah. I think... Also, change is good, and if he does as well as he's done at Marvel at DC, he'll be a force to be reckoned with there too. And and also, rumor has it that Hickman is going to DC as well. Uh, yeah, I'd be more excited about Hickman going over there. I love Brian Michael Bendis. Um, he was one of the guys that got me back into comics. His his writing is just so infectious and so fun, and the dialogue he writes is so snappy and realistic sounding that like. He, he's he's an he's a legend and the the one thing this is the okay being that Bendis always kind of finds like the lighter side of comics there's always the heroes like the yeah he, i think he finds the core of the hero and expands it outward until He's no longer on that run, and then goes here to somebody else. He I mean, always he always makes he always makes the characters a little more kind of dimensional. He gives them more layers. They're all a little more jokey, a um, little more kind of tongue in cheek. I don't know how well that's going to work over at DC. DC's always seemed very serious. I think that it will be good for DC. That's I, my my take on it personally like the character i hope he writes and i wanted to ask this to you so i guess i'll ask you first and i'll give you my answer what's the character that you hope bendis writes like what's the first book you hope he gets wow the first I, book. I, I know he loves shazam okay so, um and also known as captain marvel like but i mean it should actually be in reverse captain marvel but they changed his name to Shazam. Like I think DC like officially went through with that as a name change for the character. Okay. Because of the Marvel Captain Marvel, there was some Fawcett comics back in the day. Um, so I'd like to see him write that because I think he would kill a Billy Batson Shazam book. Okay. Uh, I think he would murder that. That would be great to see okay. that uh, come to the forefront. Like okay. he did with, with some of the ultimate Spider-Man stuff. Um, Green Lantern would also be a good choice because Bendis does well in space. 
I would like, and this is just me. Okay, what? This is me personally speaking. If he announced that he was going to write this book, I'd go to my local comic shop, which I haven't been to in ages, and I feel terrible about it. It's almost at this point now where I'm almost ashamed to go back because it's been <laughs> that long. You know what I'm saying? You ever have those moments where it's like, it's been a while since I've been to Riches, but I, I mean, I just like, gotta find a new shop. Yeah, I haven't been. To, I can't remember the last time I've been to Arcadian in Newport. It's been fucking forever. Um, the book that I want to see him write would be Nightwing. Yeah, I think he would crush that. I think he would dominate that book because, like, <laughs> like Nightwing and Peter, they have very similar. Yes. They're very similar in their kind of delivery. Serious, yes, but they're both kind of jokey. They kind of take the lighter side of things. I think he would fucking dominate that book. I would love to see that. I would love to see him do a Teen Titans run. I think that would just be- You know what I thought you were going to say? And I was about to be jelly and I was about to say nah, son. Uh, that, that's for that's for the word, bros. Um, oh, Booster uh, Beetle. Yeah, yeah, Booster Beetle. Beetle. I, I, love, I hope he doesn't touch Booster Beetle. I would love to see him do Nightwing. I would like to see him do Teen Titans. Because Teen Titans is one of those books that I think is... It's just always kind of like hanging around. Like it's never really... Yeah, he might be... like now. The, the thing is they tried to reboot Teen Titans when they did... A the thousand new- times they've tried and to I, And I picked it up and they and they even had Red Robin in there, like who, who is Tim Drake. Um, and Tim Drake is one of my favorite DC characters. So um, um, I don't know. See, it's hard to say like what he would do great. And what, I think he would do a great New Gods too. No. no? I, no you don't I like don't the Ryan and them cats? I don't see that as Bendis. I I think like a slam dunk for that dude would be Nightwing. I think he was only Nightwing. I mean, I think that would be the, the, the book that he would crush the most at DC because DC is just, it's just so serious over there. Like it's very, it's very rare for them to be kind of tongue in cheek and like, I would love what about to see- Aquaman. You don't think he would kill Aquaman? I don't really. I've, dude, I haven't read an Aquaman book. I don't know enough about the character. I don't know jack shit about Aquaman. Like, I don't. Dude, that I, I'm telling you, man. That if if you want to read something cool that that's out of the ordinary, that that's not in your normal reading list, where you'd be like, this is actually that really would good. definitely be Aquaman. I, that would be the first book I'd go. If it's like, you know well, what? I was gonna say, I have no interest in Aquaman. <laughs> you be hating. <laughs> How you be hate on Aquaman? It's not interested. That's all. It's not hate. Just I just not interested. I've never Peter David Aquaman. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I think, I think that also lends itself to the creator, where Peter David can kind of do anything, and I think he's proven that. I mean, Hulk, Aquaman. I mean, Star Trek novels, Star Wars novels. I mean, that guy's kind of. No. Here's a weird one for Bendis. This is a weird uh, Bendis theory. What about Starman? Because the last dude that did a great Starman. Was the guy that that you were talking about wrote that Airboy last year with the yeah. Jamie Ro- Jamie Robinson? Is that maybe I mean maybe who knows who knows I I am I am praying I am hoping that it's Nightwing. I would love Nightwing. to I would love to see that. I would love to see a Bendis Nightwing. I think that would be tremendous. Like I don't know if Bendis could do Batman. I don't think he could. The question. I think you'd do a great question, Ron. Maybe. You, you like the question? Question's okay. Green um, Arrow? I, I think the question could be cool. Green Arrow might work. Um, He's more of a street-level hero, too. Street-level kind of guy. I think that could kind of work. He would definitely – but I don't think – that's just me. I mean, I could be way off base, but I don't know if Bendis could write a good Batman. I don't know. Um, I'm not I sure. I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, he did he did really good with Spider Man, and apparently he did really good with this Doctor Doom thing. He's getting off of today. yeah that yeah that Doom book is good, man. But See? I mean, like it's. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't want to see like Bendis write something like Lobo. I would not be interested in that. Yeah, I don't think anybody would be. I mean, but yeah. I, I don't mind Lobo as a character. Like I I had friends that really liked him back in the 90s. Like, of oh, course. Yeah, read this Lobo book. He was he was the uh the Wolverine of yeah. 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 So I I just couldn't get into him. I, Wolverine some Wolverine stories I like, but he's not a character I really kind of get down with either. Like it's really weird. Wolverine's not one of my dudes. Hey, how you doing? I'm Lobo. <laughs> Lobo. Lobo. Now, Lobo on the Justice League cartoon, I dug him. He was really funny. Did you see that episode where he, nah, he tried to take They did the Death of Superman thing in the uh, Justice League Unlimited, and then they did the follow-up, and the follow-up to Death of Superman was Lobo coming in, the main man coming in to, to take over for Superman. And uh, the first thing he does is he tells the Justice League he's in charge and sits down on the couch and puts his feet up on that coffee table. Huh. He doesn't give a damn. And Wonder that, Woman takes it to him. That Lobo is just—I mean, he's so—he's so in your face. That Lobo. Bro, bro, uh, I mean, to be to be frank, I think Wonder Woman kicks his ass. I would like to see that. And Lobo is just one of those. Lobo is just one of those kind of contrived like. Hey, this guy's a total badass. He's fucking Poochie from The Simpsons in my mind. Like, I don't know how familiar you are with The Simpsons, but uh, when they wanted to kind not, of... Not going to know who Poochie is. Okay, when they, when they want... I'm sure you're familiar with um, Itchy and Scratchy, correct? Yes, yes. When kids stopped watching Itchy and Scratchy. They weren't really interested in Itchy and Scratchy anymore, so they were like, you know what, we got to make this... Like, a bunch of suits got together, and they were like, hey, we got to make this show interesting. What do we do? And they were like, well, let's give them, like, a, a reggae gangster-style dog, and it was... <laughs> Poochie, and that's what Lobo reminds me of. He's just some like creation of a boardroom, or like you know what? Let's make something that's super extreme and in your face, and that's what Lobo is to me. I mean, that's just me though. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know enough, so I'll have to. I would have to default to not knowing enough. I don't know. Even as a kid, I thought uh, Lobo was lame, and you know that's that's a tough thing to get out of when you're a kid. When you're like eleven, and you're like. This guy's whack. <laughs> like when you can see through. The only thing cool about Logan is he smokes cigars. But I mean, but that it just seems so like it's like they combine like all right, let's put Nick Fury and Wolverine and, and Superman like, and Superman. And, but, but but if he was bad, yeah, bad Superman flicking peanuts across the bar. Yeah, let's let's put all these guys together and we'll make and, Lobo. Oh, and he's a biker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so it's so essentially it's. It's okay. It's Superman, Nick Fury, Wolverine, and Ghost Rider in one superhero. Yeah, I guess you're right. That shit's whack, son. (laughs) I'm calling you out, Lobo. I'm calling you out. That shit's whack, son. I'm calling you out of Word Bros episode 27, son. That shit's whack. I got a hoodie on, bitch. I ain't playing around. That shit is is crazy whack, son. You you fronting. I ain't got no time for your games. (laughs) When Lobo come to your house, I don't know nothing, bro. (laughs) <laughs> Lobo, son, I ain't got no time for you, baby. Ain't got no time. Ain't nobody. I t- tell me a good Lobo story. Ain't nobody gonna tell you a good Lobo story. Ain't nobody. I'm a Booster Gold fan myself. Booster oh man, I got the best Lobo story. All right, he's got super. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page right now. Okay, oh, here we here we go. Superhuman senses, strength, speed, stamina, and durability, a healing factor, immortality, genius level intellect, and a red power ring. And he used to be able to clone himself. I mean, come on, baby, what is no. that? That's too much. That's everything. 
<laughs> what can't he do? That's yes. not even fun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's not even. He's not fun. even fun. This is what he used to look like back in the day, Lobo. No, I know. I remember what he used to look like when he had the long, big, bushy hair. He had like purple hair or something. This is his first appearance. Is when he had purple hair or something. He had purple hair. Good lord. That's what it looks like. You wax on. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I ain't front you wax. See, but I didn't used to like Superman until I read All Star Superman. I wasn't a fan of Superman, and then I read All Star Superman, and I was like, Superman's kind of dope. Jeff Johns writes a great Superman. Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns can pretty much do lots of characters you'd think that you wouldn't be interested in, and he makes them interesting. Like, Jeff, Jeff Johns did a great Jack of Hearts for Marvel. Yeah. Well, his Jeff Johns' is, uh, Amazon, not Amazon run, what the fuck? His, uh, his Avengers run is really good. He did a little Avengers run there back in the Jack day. Jack of Hearts is in that yeah. Avengers run. Yeah, he yeah. did a really good. What if that happens? Like, what if Jeff Johns and fucking... Brian Michael Bendis swap places like trading places. Yeah, that'd be crazy, right? <laughs> Look, I, I don't know what would I don't know what would happen. That would be weird. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen to the Bendis universe. I guess, for lack of a better term, because I mean, he did all right. His Doctor Doom book is banging. Everybody loves it. He basically created Riri, who is the um, the the. Uh-huh. The young, yeah, I don't, yeah, I didn't know her Iron name, but Ironheart. He's got Miles Morales, Spider Man. Like, what's going to happen to some of these things? I'm curious. I mean, um, I think they're just going to hand them off to other writers. See, that's the thing I thought was weird about him leaving is it's weird when you create stuff for something like Marvel. And I think he get, I think he gets some sort of kickback from Jessica Jones and the stuff he's created. That's right. He did create Jessica Jones too. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I think he gets some kickback for some, for some of those characters that he made up for them, like Riri, Miles, um, Jessica Jones. Um, I think he gets some sort of kickback for them. I mean, he's responsible. I mean, he basically changed Nick Cage, excuse me, not Nick Cage, but Luke Cage, yeah, Luke Cage was just some dude in a tiara, you know, and and I mean, Brian Michael Bendis completely changed the way that uh, Luke Cage is kind of perceived in the Marvel universe. Yeah, he's kind of like everybody's go-to friend. Like, Luke yeah, Cage is like is like the everyman of the yeah. Marvel. Universe. I mean, some of that started with Millar with Civil War, but I mean, Bendis really kind of took and ran with that with the Avengers stuff. You know, made him like basically, when he had him wearing that beanie cap. Yeah, he was he, bas- he was basically the leader of the Avengers. For for yeah, for a while, for quite some time. Yeah. So I mean, like he totally changed the way. Lu- I mean, without Brian Michael Bendis's influence, you wouldn't have a, a Luke Cage television show the way it looks now. No, I don't think so. I'd agree with that, mm-hmm. and especially like I I like the the you know the last uh, the, the way Sanford Green was drawn Cage with a beard and everything and a bald head and a suit. I thought he looked dope. I kept on saying. He just looks dope. Yeah. Um, I, and, and like people be like, nah, I like the Tierra and the other thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But it's not 1977. So See, like, I, nobody I, I like, I mean, I liked it when he was just wearing the black t-shirt. He was wearing a black t-shirt and a pair and of pants. He had the black t-shirt. And, and, and he had the bald head and the goatee. And he was just fucking people up. I mean, he that's was, when I was saying the beanie cap. He had the beanie cap yeah. on a lot. Of well, cause for like, some, cause Ben just brought him in too in the Daredevil book where he was, um, he was Matt Murdock's bodyguard because after it, it went, I guess, public that Murdock was Daredevil. Daredevil. He had a, he had the bodyguard. Him and Jessica Jones were kind of like his kind of crew. It was Daredevil and those guys, which I thought was kind of rad. Uh, that, yeah, the Kingpin had, put that information out there, didn't he? Uh, kind of, sort of, yeah. But it, it got right. picked up. It got picked up by the papers and stuff. But if you haven't read that, um, 
that Daredevil run, I would advise you to do it because it's that's really that's Bendis and Believe, right? It's really great. Yeah, it's really great. That's probably some of that, and the Ultimate Spider-Man stuff is probably my favorite. I mean, the Ultimate Spider-Man stuff until they really did, I guess, relaunch the book when Bagley wasn't on it anymore is like 138 issues of just great, great comics. I mean... The only thing I didn't like about Ultimate Spider-Man was the Green Goblin, but everything else was good. Yeah. I liked the rebooted Electro. I thought he looked cool. I was like, oh, wow, this is a neat take on Electro, and some of that stuff was really cool, and then they had, like, um, Peter with the X-Men. They had, like, that interaction, because I think him and Kitty Pryde kind of had a thing for each other. Yes. That was interesting. So there was just a bunch of little interesting things he did with Spider-Man that you that you wouldn't have seen in the normal what they call the six one six universe. Yeah, um, the Ultimate Universe was different than that. So um, I really enjoyed a lot of the Ultimate Spider-Man stuff too, and mainly because it was almost like he took stuff from when we were kids and retold it in a new and fresh way. Like he took stories that I remember reading Spider-Man oh, yeah. stories yeah. as a kid. And they were new and fresh. Like, I was like, oh, wow. I, I didn't know you could put a different spin on this and make it cool. Huh. This is actually really cool. So. Well, I mean, he was, I mean, he was putting Spider-Man in the Avengers and stuff like that. Like, it was, it was good, man. And that was one of the things they had when I was a kid was yeah. Spider-Man wanted to be an Avenger. Yeah. And they said no. Captain America told him no. Yeah, I remember Spider-Man wanting to be in the Fantastic Four. Um <laughs> Spider-Man just wanted to be part of some superhero group. He didn't care which one. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I'm really, it's it's the end of an era, man. Like, he's been with Marvel Christ, I mean. 20, I think it's about 25 years. Yeah. I think it's about 25 years. Uh, because I guess, I guess we could look, but. Yeah, yeah, let's look it up. Let's let's not, let's not, let's not feed misinformation. My guess is like 91 or two, I think. I don't, I don't think it was that early. Because he was doing his own creator on stuff around then, and then he got picked up by Marvel. Um, let's see here. This was – no, you're way off. Way off? Um, mm-hmm. It said he was uh, – around the time Bendis began Sam and Twitch, his friend David Mack began working for Joe Quesada's Marvel Knights, which Bendis was a fan based on Bendis's work. On Jinx, Casada invited him to pitch ideas, which uh, produced uh, a Nick Fury story. And then uh, he wrote Ultimate Spider-Man, which debuted in 2000. Oh, so not 25 years. So we're wrong. Yeah, but, um, I mean, it's still a really, really long 17 time. 17 years at Marvel. And it's not like he was just some guy on the fringes. I mean, he was shaping the Marvel universe. I mean, he was... He was in a boardroom yes. for the cinematic universe. He was the guy. Like, he was the dude. He was... I mean... I think he only answered to Axel. That's it. Probably. I mean, he yeah. was... He was like... He was slowly becoming Stan Lee. And <laughs> he was like Mr. Marvel. Like, he was doing it all. Yeah, and he wrote every mainstay Marvel character you can think of, Daredevil, Spider-Man. Pretty much did. I mean, there are points where I think he wrote every character in the Marvel Universe, and maybe that's why he left. He was like, I got nothing left. What else am I going to do here, you know? (laughs) No, I don't think he touched Ghost Rider or anything like that, though. I mean, probably. You never know. I mean, you never know. Like in a team book or something. Yeah, like like who popped up. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's like. Did he do Thunderbolts? Maybe I don't know. I know Ghost Rider was part of the Thunderbolts for a while. So I mean, look at Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider. I mean, just so much. It's crazy. 
He did do a lot. Yeah. He did everything. I'm pretty sure he wrote Avengers, X-Men, you know, the Ultimate Fantastic Four, Spider-Man. I mean, fucking everybody, dude. Well, Ultimate Fantastic Four, was that him? Yeah, he started the Ultimate Fantastic Like, yeah, he did some of that stuff, too. Oh, wow. I think um, Millar started Ultimate Fantastic Four if my mind is working properly, which it might not be. Um, but I know he did something with it. I mean, he did something with everything. It's crazy. I mean, the dude is just, I mean, yeah, he's probably the most, I'd say he's one of the most influential dudes in, in, in comics of the past 20 years. Easy. But what Mark Miller is known for is doing Civil War. So Yeah, like, and, and, the, uh, and the Ultimates. Yes, the Ultimates. The Ultimates yeah. was great. Yeah, I loved was, reading the yeah. first one. Like I thought it was. The only thing I didn't like is he kind of had Cap being a little bit more bullyish than I like Cap. So I didn't feel like that Captain America fit right to me sometimes. It's just everything, man. It's just crazy. But the one thing I did also like is that he had, that I liked that Miller, Miller wrote, was that uh, Cap fought Hulk in that Ultimates run. And yeah. he went toe-to-toe with Hulk. And I thought that that was kind of crazy. Um, and he came out of it with just some broken ribs. And- yeah, if you're Bendis, why not go the Millar route and just go to Image and do your own shit? Why go to DC? Like, they must be just ponying up some big bread and, like, basically just saying, like, whoever you want. Like, whatever you want to do. You think so? I don't oh, know. yeah. I mean, to get him out from I think, Marvel? I think they're giving him bread. I think that that's true. Um, you know? I, mean, I don't it, think they're saying, like, here's our whole universe right away. I think they're going to make him start off slow. Not because they don't believe he can do it, but he's not as familiar. You know, that's what I would say. You've been 17 years, you know, you're, you're neck deep in Marvel. Yeah, well, you could You've do You've got it. a whole new mythology to learn. Yeah, I don't think I, – I mean, he's a comics guy. I think he knows what he's doing. You know, I think, I mean, I, I bet it's pretty much just like, all right, dude, whatever you want to well, do. Well, I, I think that's not, I think that's not as necessarily true. Like, see, because when we talk comics a lot of times, we both know a lot about Marvel and, and, and very little about DC. It takes authorities like uh, Drew and and Sam from the shop, uh, from Heroes of Villains to tell us a little bit about DC characters we don't know because we're not as well versed. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we were to, for example, if we were to be writing at Marvel for all this time, I think we'd be fine because we know a lot going into Marvel with DC, I can say that I comfortably don't know about every DC character or enough about them unless it's based on some of the TV properties, which I really enjoyed. Um, like, yeah, but know, I'm sure, but you're not Brian Michael Bendis and he can go, Hey, uh, who's doing that? Uh, um, who's doing your uh, Justice League book? Uh, Jimmy Steve. Like, yeah, not, not anymore, not, not anymore <laughs> buddy. I'm doing that book and they'll go, Sorry, Jimmy, Steve, you got to find a new gig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying he can't. I'm yeah. just saying he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would do that. I don't know, man. I mean, fuck, he's a heavyweight. The guy can do whatever the fuck he wants to. I mean, it basically rocked the comics industry for like two days. People I remember still- people being shocked. Yeah, I was yeah. shocked. Oh, fuck, I'm still shocked that he's leaving. I can't believe I'm not still shocked, but I was shocked. I was like, uh, somebody tried to say that, that we, I, I remember reading something somewhere. It was like, you know, like I don't know what to expect from the world anymore, and I was like, yeah, I'd say that's an accurate statement. Like, like that would just prove that anything can happen. Yeah, and it will, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I, I'm very interested to see what DC's got. And I saw Tom King on Twitter, like, yo, it's not just Bendis. We got everything going on over here. And he was like a rapper spitting, like, like just like just boasted about what we do. We DC Comics are we blowing up? We got everybody, babe. We gonna be running things. And I was like, wow, uh, DC, Tom DC King. doing that number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed. I was like, "Wow, Tom King, that's some good. He that's some good spit, and you got there, dude." <laughs> 
So, but yeah, that's 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 probably the biggest news of the week. I yeah, I mean, by far, of course, that's probably the biggest news of the year. Now, now, if Hickman goes over there, you, you know, you, you, I, I can see, I can see that man Bob France going into the comic shop to get some some Hickman DC. I'll definitely get some Hickman stuff. I love that dude. I mean, I would like to read some of that. I mean, just the 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 heavy, you know, fun, just kind of tangled webs that is. You know, Word Bros listeners, just just so you know, this is how much Bobby loves Jonathan Hickman. We were at Heroes Con. This is a this is a, a, a cute story about Bobby Hickman. Fandom. It's a cute story. Yes, it is. It's very cute. And and he says he goes, man, I really want to ask Hickman a question, but I'm afraid I'll look like a dummy. And I'm like, well, what's the question? And he he asked me, and he goes, well, it's this. And I go, oh, okay, I'll just go over and ask him. He didn't have a line of time, but I was like, no, 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 wait a second. And I walked over there. I was like, hey, um, so are your Avengers run and your Fantastic Four run? connected is that what's going on are they like connected in some way and he goes it would seem so is what he said to me like good that's what i was wondering and, and, I, and i was like and i walked away and i walked over to bobby and goes, there's your answer and he's like that was pretty cool <laughs> so that's exactly what his answer was it would seem so it would seem so so that's what he said that's what he's- so, so i remember bobby being all like I, I wouldn't say you were starstruck. You just didn't want. to I see was. It. I don't. Not gonna lie to you. I was totally. Oh, you? Okay. Yeah, I guess. I, I didn't. I didn't think you were starstruck. I just. I was like, he's got nobody at his table right now. Go ask him. It's not many people that get me like that. It's they're few and far between. Um, Remender was the other one that got. You. No, Remender was fine. I just walked right up to Remender. I was like, hey, dude. Um, I was like, I'm Bob. He's like, hey, man. I was like, I don't have anything for you to sign. I just want to tell you, I really like your comics and that letter you wrote in Black Science was amazing. And I just shook his hand and split. Like, I'm not. It's it's I'm it's few and far between for me. Like, uh, Hickman was one of them. Um, David Wright, the guy who played third base for the New York Metropolitans, was one of them. Um, Greg Dooley, the singer of the Afghan Wigs and the Twilight Singers, is another one where I just, if I'm if I'm too emotionally invested, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard for me because I just don't want to come off like a fucking super fanboy. <laughs> and I think I think Bendis would be another one if you if if, if you. Oh yeah, I. I mean, if, I love that guy. I mean, shit, man. I read. I remember it was. What year was that? I think it was two thousand and six. Going into 2007, my wife was uh, contracted to take photos of a Mexican restaurant in Virginia Beach, New Year's Eves, all over town. There was like one Mexican restaurant in the Hampton Roads area, which would be Virginia Beach, Norfolk, yada, yada, yada. They had like six restaurants, and Stephanie was contracted to take photos all over town of their New Year's Eve uh, extravaganzas. I sat in the – was my, it was like my first sober New Year's Eve I sat in the car in parking garages and uh, and uh, car lots and carports or whatever, just reading Brian Michael Bendis comics, just oh, wow. just reading Ultimate Spider-Man because I was just tearing through the trades. Like I got two of them for Christmas that year, and I read them in you know a day. And I was like, "Well, I'm going to Barnes and Noble," and I went to Barnes and Noble and bought like six more. And then I burned through those. I was like, "I got to read more of this stuff." And it's still, it's great. Like it's great it comics, you know. I think he does great work. I mean, for the most part, um, of course. I mean, not ev- not not everything someone does is going to be. Uh, I guess he, you not everyone's a fan of his. Some yeah. people I've heard people say that he's too verbose with his with his characters. So why I? I like it. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's where it comes from. That's I why know. I like it. Cause he's, I was wondering where all that editing had to he, go. He's verbose. I'm verbose. I mean, I'm just curious to see like, who's going to kind of take over that mantle of like the man over at Marvel comics. And the only guy I can think of one guy and it's Jason Aaron. Hmm. I think, I think, I think let, let me, let me be a little optimistic for the future too with, with, I think Jason Aaron would be a great choice, but I think he's got his own irons in the fire at image. So, um, and he can make more of his creator own stuff since he's built a name at Marvel. Mm-hmm. I, I would say Matt Rosenberg would be the next Brian Michael Bendis. What we're gonna try to have him on the show soon, so we'll find out what. Oh, that's gonna be like just so you guys know, that's gonna be a tough show because Bob and I are gonna spend a lot of time telling him how great he is. Well, yeah, we'll get that out of the way early. I mean, <laughs> you know, and I like he seems like a really nice dude. I've met him in person a couple times. He's super nice. He is super nice. Um, I, met he, him, I met him at Heroes this year, and he gave me a comic. Yeah, he's like so the Bob nice. Hope of comics. Like he's just like super. He's, nice. Yeah, he's just a super nice cat. He's a, he's a good dude. He's and he thanks you. For for reading his stuff it was yeah. really crazy i was like i was like oh i have this like we can never go home trade and i love this book and he was like oh wow that's great and i was like do you mind like signing it he goes not at all thank you for reading it i was like man this guy is super nice yeah. he's one of those guys that use twitter the right way like he knows how to kind of interact with the fans and promote comics in general as well as his own stuff and he's just i mean he's very much on message like his message is on twitter it's comics 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 he's very good at what he he's does a very positive dude yeah he's a good guy man I, I got nothing but nothing but love for that dude and if we can and if we have him on that would be quite a score for us we would I, I would be very happy to have him yeah on. it'd be awesome i would so, probably be tongue-tied at first i'm like i don't know what I, I wouldn't say starstruck because i met him before it was really cool but i wasn't like trying to think of questions to ask him. It was more like, Oh, your stuff's really great, man. I really dig it. And he was like, oh, Hey, you're awesome. Yeah. It was kind of like that. It was kind of, he was like, Oh, thank you. And that's all he said was thank you. Like he didn't be like, Oh, I, I thought he was going to give me a Han Solo answer at one point. I know, <laughs> but it didn't happen. Yeah. He's a, he's a good dude, man. I like him a lot. So, um, but yeah, I think Jason Aaron's kind of that guy. Um, maybe they can coax one of these other dudes to come back, like a remender or, Somebody like that who's kind of doing their own shit, maybe like uh, Kelly Sue or or Fraction to come. I back. I think so because because I think I listened. Have, did you listen to the Word Balloon podcast with Fraction? Mm. He said he basically said that he's really happy doing his own. That's cool. So he probably wouldn't go back, but he he he's great. He basically hey. was like, "I'm grateful for what I did there, but." I pro- I like what I'm doing now. We never thought, but to be fair, we never thought Brian Michael Bendis would go to DC. I'm sure Marvel didn't think so either. You know, I, I mean, I doubt it was like he said anything to any of them. You never know. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works over there. I can't get a, uh, I can't get uh, other publishers to check emails. How am I going to get uh, any insider information at Marvel? <laughs> I don't know anybody over there. I don't know anybody at Marvel either. Me neither. So there you go, everybody. Brian Michael Bendis go to DC. Uh, what are you? Uh, Ooh. What are you reading, Kev? Are you reading anything interesting at the moment? I am still reading that Ronin book because it's really thick. Did I show you how thick it was? Oh, I like it's pretty, it. It's pretty big. You do. I mean, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty hefty book. Hefty, hefty, hefty. It's. I'm about. Shoot, that's way further than I am. Because I didn't get much time to read this week because of work. I'm at the end of the first part. He was working hard this week, baby. That's where I am. 
out of oh, okay. out of all that. That's what all I got right. lost. Yeah. All right, so you're probably like whoa, two issues in? Uh no. I'm like one trade in. Okay. And it's probably like one, two, it's probably like three or four trades, but this is before trades came out. So this came out as one big thing like this. Wow. Okay. Right. This, is, this is from when I was a kid. That's why I wanted to read it so bad because I kept on seeing it advertised and yeah, that's what you're saying. Way I would get that. That's one of my favorite things about reading old comics is flipping through it and you see the ads for the upcoming books and you're like, oh, a new exciting series from these guys. And you're like, I know. That book didn't do jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> there was one called like Camelot 3000. I always wondered how that did. I always thought that- <laughs> Well, you know what? Probably didn't do much, baby. Because nobody remembers it now. Because yeah, if you're wondering, what ha- I wonder what happened to Camelot 3000. That means nothing. That <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> doesn't necessarily. It, it might have been a cross-gen book. Who knows? Nah, right? son. That, was, that shit was six issues and yeah. You know you can get – now, do you have a Dollar Tree in the Cincinnati area? Of course. My sister works for Dollar Tree. She works at the corporate office. You can get cross-gen comics for a dollar, and there's like three of them in there. That's and I cool. Found, I found one in there. I don't remember what it was, but it's got Brett Booth art. It's nice. Amazing. Yes. Dude, you can, you can go to Ollie's. Do you have an Ollie's near you? No. You can uh, go to there's Ollie's. one in Gloucester. You can go to Ollie's, and they sell like – like remember the packs that you would get as a kid? Yeah, that's like, what they sell at Dollar yeah. Tree. It's like a yeah. pack of three comics, and they're all cross-gen. The ones at Ollie's are like – I want to see Marvel and DC. Yeah, but you get like six of them. Like they put a Marvel and DC on the inside and the outside. So like when you flip it over, but then all, but then you get everything else in between. But they're still like three bucks for like nine books. No, you can't lose. Hell no, that's a deal. Yeah, because because at the at the Dollar Tree, it's a dollar for three cross chain comics, and some of them are pretty good. Like. Uh, there was one that Ron Mars was writing that I was reading that was actually good. I was like, I want the next one of this, but you never know what you're going to get because they're all in plastic. So I'm like, I don't. I'd have to find one with the next issue on the cover. So I was like, I'd it's have a to risk. It. Yes. It is the only bad thing, but for a dollar, I mean, it's not a huge risk, Yeah, but I really liked one of them. I was like, Oh, it says writer Ron Mars. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I know that guy. I like some of his stuff and, yeah. and we've had beers together. So he's cool. Like yeah. I'll read more of his stuff. So, and that, and that was thanks to Eric Donovan. Eric's like, Hey, have you met this guy? Have you met Ron Mars? He puts people's heads in refrigerators. And I was like, is that really literally going to be your intro? And it really was. And he yeah. laughed about it. I was like, well, okay. yeah. I guess that's cool. He's probably heard that for years and he's like, you know what? No, no. I didn't think he was like offended in any way, but I was like, wow, I already knew that that's what he's known for. So I was like, uh, I'm not going to say anything about that, but I was just going to be like, Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. I, I really liked your warlord of Mars. Like I, he did a John Carter book. That's amazing. And nobody oh, knows. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, he did the the John Carter. He did like a first graphic novel John Carter thing that that I read before I saw that movie. That's pretty rad. Then the movie John Carter's great. People see, I haven't seen it. I heard it's crap. I haven't seen it. Really? I haven't seen Dude, it. I think you would dig it. The only I thing like, I don't there's there's sort of weird underlying. The only thing I don't like about it, which the movie kind of pulls out of it is there's weird racial undertones. Well, yeah, because John Carter is a, yeah, John Carter's a, a Confederate soldier. Yeah, so that's the yeah. only thing I didn't like about it. Like, I was like, um, but the rest of it, like the story, the mythology, the planet, when he goes to Mars, the Deja Thorak and all that stuff was great. 
Yeah. He gets there. It's it, like the rest of the story is amazing. Yeah. But I didn't like when he's on Earth. I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling this John Carter on Earth part. Yeah. Like it's Well, he's a Confederate soldier. Yeah. Like, he, and he, he ends up from, because I read the first book and like, he's a Confederate soldier. He's being hunted by somebody. I can't remember who it is. I think it's a Union general or somebody like that. And then, um, like, he goes into a cave and like kind of passes out and he wakes up, but he's on wakes Mars. Up on Mars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how it goes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because I read the, the I read movie's it. great. Like I dug the movie. Like so, I mean, the only thing I didn't like was the real, the weird racial, like, like I don't want to call them overtones. They were just there. Like there was an undercurrent. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't overpowering, but it was enough to make me uncomfortable. I was yeah, like, I don't want this for that. But the rest of it, I like. So I'm like, I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel about this. I don't know how I feel about John Morris. But <laughs> I mean, I, but you still haven't seen John Wick, have you? No, I, I haven't seen a lot of movies with John. I was just telling my wife we were talking about. Um, my son got the Lego Movie for his birthday. He's been just it's great. Oh, it is good. He's been super obsessed with the Lego Movie, and I was thinking to myself, like, is this pre Star Lord? Uh, um, uh, uh, same time. Yeah, then that's what I go. I googled it and found out. I was like, wow, he had a great 2014. Whatever his yeah. name is, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris Pratt had an amazing 2014. He went up a few tax brackets in 2014. Because <laughs> um, when he was on Parks and Rec, he was kind of pudgy and like j- just funny. And then he got all ripped up to do uh, Star-Lord. Yeah. To do Star-Lord. And um, yeah, I told Stephanie, I was like, yeah, I've heard Guardians of the Galaxy is great, but I've never seen it. I'm, oh, really? Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy is great. That's what I'm mean. saying. I just recently started going to the movies again. I saw... I saw the My Little Pony movie with the kids. How was that? On Tuesday. It was I. Idris Elba wasn't in it, but it was I. Oh. Yeah. You were talking about that's yeah. what you were nah, No Idris Elba, but it was still pretty good. Um, tomorrow we're going to go see because the kids are out of school again. They had two um, two off days this week. So one off day we saw My Little Pony. Then we're going to see Despicable Me 3 tomorrow. Um, I saw Atomic Blonde, which I really, really enjoyed. I saw Spider-Man Homecoming. I only saw the last half of it, but I saw enough to know that it was probably pretty dope because Michael Keaton's amazing. Did you like it? Michael Keaton, yes. Michael Keaton. I liked Michael Keaton. Like, the kid who played Spider-Man, I mean, he's aight. Like, I thought he was good. Michael, I mean, Michael Keaton, I mean, you just put that film on his back and let him take you to the finish line because – He's so like, especially playing a comic book villain, like he already kind of has that, like that kind of anti-hero, not so sure about this guy. He could be. I like the way they did it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, okay. I I don't want to, I don't want to say anything. So if you haven't seen the movie now, just fast forward the pod about 15 seconds till I get this out. And then you never do your know it's going to take longer than 15 seconds. Well, no, I won't. It, it'll be 15 brevity seconds. is not. You yours. saw the last half of it, right? So yeah. they're fighting on an airplane. That's a bad choice for a Spider-Man fight. Like what can Spider-Man do on an airplane, bro? I don't know. If he let, if, if he, if he, if he tries to fight and, and he gets knocked off, there's no more Spider-Man. That's it. Well, he's got the webs, bro. I don't know. It was all right. It he, wasn't, ran of, he, he ran out of web fluid in that. It, it wasn't terrible. My whole point being that, Michael Keaton was strong enough and good enough as an actor to carry all that stuff. I was fine with it. Like the whole scene in the kitchen. And I would have rather seen them fighting in the city. That would have been great. The whole like, okay. What I want from Spider-Man is the is from Spider-Man Two the Doc Ock fight up a building. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was cool. I'll give you I that. Loved it. 
But the thing talking. is, the thing is, as much as I like Alfred Molina, he's also a great actor. He's yeah. not Michael Keaton because Michael Keaton has always kind of had that like. I, I, I'm going to agree to disagree with you. I think this, I think Alfred Molina is a better actor than Michael. No, Keaton. dude. I, my, I love Michael Keaton, but Michael Keaton is so like borderline nuts like just looking at him like birdman yeah like just fucking bonkers like you're looking at him like this dude is out of his fucking mind but he's able to kind of hold it together like he's he's michael douglas falling down like any way any second he could go and it's it it was a lot of fun to watch i think michael keaton's a great actor even his batman is kind of like that like you're watching batman you go this guy appears to be a normal dude, but you know there's something going on. He's a little wacky. And that's the way he was playing it as Vulture, but he was more wacky than, if that makes sense. Like, Yeah, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I, I didn't like. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't my favorite Marvel movie. I yeah. thought it would be better. He crushed it. I thought he was amazing. And, for, yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought my – Supposedly Thor is supposedly up there with, it, with the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And so far, still, and, and I've said this before, my favorite Marvel movie is still Winter Soldier. I've heard good things. I haven't seen it. Are you kidding? Dude, I had... You would love that movie. They had, they yeah. had it at the library. I yeah. had... Well, yeah, I got to find it. But you got to remember, we had two kids and moved to a town we knew no That's one. That's true. <laughs> we, like, like, Winter Soldier... I'm, I'm going to buy it. That's going to be your Christmas present because it's I'm, that good. I'm like, Winter Soldier is that good. I like, you, the, I like the first Captain America movie. It Okay. You, if you like the first one, the first one I thought was good. Yeah, was, I thought it was good too. I saw it in the theater. I thought it was solid. I didn't hate it. And then I saw Winter Soldier in the theater, and I was like, I'm blown away. Yeah. I, this is like, it's like James Bond meets Captain America. Yeah, I've heard it's really cool. good. It's yeah. just like so good. I was sitting there the whole time, and I was like, I I can't. It's just so, this is really good. You know what? I'm going to watch it. I'll watch it soon. Because it was and that I, good, man. And that I tell you what, don't sleep on the Incredible Hulk movie, son. Oh, I love the first I one. I like that movie. The one with Edward Norton was... Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was the bomb. I like. I, I love seeing that in the yeah. theater because yeah. you get to see Hulk do all the things you wanted yeah. a Hulk movie to do. And I loved and I loved the fact that they got his origin out of the way in the opening credits. Like, like that's two it. seconds. Yeah, I was, I was like... like this is what he did. It's like, wow, this that's it? <laughs> like, there's no stupid, like, 45 minutes oh. of... Nope. They didn't waste any of your time. They got right to it, dude. Here's the story. He's already in Brazil. He's on the run. Yeah, I really... And he's learning learning Portuguese through TV shows because he's that smart. So I really, I really enjoyed that, and I love Ed Norton. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think Ed I like Ed Norton too. I like the 25th Hour is one of my favorite movies. So. Yes, 25th Hour is an amazing film. That's a Spike Lee joint. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I love, I love Edward Norton is one of the uh, uh, fine American actors, and he's great in uh, what? Also, Rounders. Yeah, Rounders is good, but he's Mark. good. I mean, fight. He's great in Fight Club. I mean, Primal Fear. He's amazing, and he's. I don't he's think he's. Guy. Yeah, he's just good. I don't think he's ever been in anything I dislike. Um, I don't know. Uh, the, uh, I wasn't crazy about Death to Smoochie, but I but I did like it. Enough because of Robin because of uh, Robin Williams. So death to, I even totally forgot about that. Oh, game. Rambo fucking Randolph! You just you just pulled a death to Smoochie out on me. That was good. I, I, I was not expecting that. I was like, what? Oh yeah, that death to Smoochie movie. He was in it. I I remember. It was Kathleen Keenan and uh, Ed Norton and um, Robin Williams. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't remember as much of it. I just remember I liked more Robin Williams than I did. 
Ed Norton in that movie, but mm-hmm. doesn't mean it was bad. I love Edward Norton. I think he's great. Great. Edward Norton's good, man. Great, great actor. He's no Idris Elba, but you know. I guess. he's. You're right. He's not a sexy black man. Idris Elba's awesome. Because that's what Idris Elba is. He's a sexy black man. He's everyone's man crush. Yeah, he is. He really is. I don't know. Like, I think he needs to start reading scripts, though. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't see The Dark Tower, so I don't know. Heard I heard garbage. Heard. And then he's in another movie called, like, The Mountain Between Us, which I heard is garbage. Oh. Um, yeah, he's just got to start reading scripts, I think. Like, he's just got to stop saying yes. Like, yeah, I'll do that. Sure, yeah, I like money. Yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, what do you want me to do? Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show up. I'll yeah. get my paycheck. Can we, can we get Sam Jackson? Nah, he's busy. What about Idris Elba? We can make him British, sure. <laughs> Idris? <laughs> right, I'm here, mate. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> well, I mean, Pacific Rim? Great choice. Guns in the dog. Guns in the dog. Yeah, I, I mean, Pacific Rim was great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's done some great – he's done some good stuff, but then he's also done a few stinkers. That's all. I mean – Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Yeah. I don't disagree. There's, it's it's like um, I like early Jason Statham. When people talk about Jason Statham, I like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. And, yeah, a lot. And, and what's the movie with Brad Pitt? Snatch. Snatch. Yeah, great movie. And even some of his early action stuff is all right. Like yeah. the Italian, the Italian Job was good. He was in that. Um, Edward Norton's also in the Italian Job. He's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then he started doing like Crank Four, and they're just well, like. We're also supposed to have on the podcast, since we mentioned Matt, we have David Buher coming on, and David and Adrian Wassel wrote a uh, comic that's becoming a movie with Marky Mark. Yeah, I heard that, that alien. He's got that good vibrations. Yeah. So, and and Marky Mark, I mean, Marky Mark signed on to your movie. I don't know. It could be, this this no diss against David if he listens to the podcast, because David's a great dude. But I don't know, man. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it because because I, I saw the Transformers movie. I'm an inventor. I invent things. He says it like 10, 15 times in the Transformers movie. All right, I'm just going to cut all this stuff out because if we're going to have him on, we can't go making fun of the guy because oh, okay. he's, he's a co-writer. Yes, he is. Yeah, so we can, we're going to have to cut all that out. But it's gonna be Oh, tough. man. I'll just, leave it alone. Just telling you. Um, but, yeah, so, well, there you go. I was going to try and read The Old Guard. What have you been reading? I just finished um, the second Discworld novel. Um, I need to finish The Hobbit. Uh, you haven't so read The Hobbit before? No, I, I've never read The Hobbit. I've the Hobbit's tried. great. I know. I'm reading it now. I'm trying my hardest. Do you, um, you enjoy it? I'm working on it. I, there, yeah, I mean. There are parts that are going to be a little slow in that. Yes, there, there are parts that are going to be a little slow. It's, it's like 35 years old or something. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm well, the Hobbit's older than that. The Hobbit's an old ass book. Yeah, dude. Um, it's probably from the 60s or 70s. No, I want to say it's later than that, friend. Let me uh, the H-O-B-B-I-T. This is where we need Robert to. <laughs> Robert would know exactly the publication date. Yeah, to be real smart. Uh, it was published in 1937. Really? Yes. Wow, it didn't get any real popularity until the 70s though. That's crazy. I'm sure it was popular before then. No, not really. Uh, I mean, if it wasn't for The Hobbit, you wouldn't have any of the D&D and all that jazz. It kind of did all that junk. But anyway, um, yeah, so The Hobbit. My God. So I'm I'm reading The Hobbit right now. I'm also going to try to read it because I – you know what? It's – 
this is the life of the comic book reader slash collector. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking through my graphic novels and stuff because I was kind of cleaning up my workspace because I got this thing. Yeah, I need to clean which, which is a new dice holder. This thing holds <laughs> dice, right? Dice in there. Oh, well, you have to fill it all the way up, man. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying, I just got it. So that's my new <laughs> dice holder. And then I got this thing as my dice roller, which I roll my dice in now. Yeah. It's the snake box. See the dice? I know. Full of doom. That's what doom snake. It's, it's really neat. Like, it's very Conan of me. And I, was, <laughs> I was cleaning my workspace, and I found the two vision trades that I got that I never read. So I need to read those. So I'm going to read the. I'm going to read Tom King's Vision, which I've heard is. Now, I'm waiting for them to release the director's cut on those. That's the reason why I haven't went and bought them because apparently they're going to make as much money as they can off the director's cut. They reissued the comics as director's cuts. Ah, okay. So they've they've got script in there and other stuff. That's I'm cool. Waiting for the director's cut of the trade because if I'm going to pay, because here's the thing about Marvel trades and and if and if they're you, expensive and you listen to it, yes, and they're you, expensive. Marvel trades are like they're eight bucks. They're expensive. You get the same stuff you get in an image trade for fourteen bucks, they're twelve expensive. bucks, and even nine dollars. Nine dollars. Marvel trade. I saw. I was going to buy the because I was reading it late. Was the Black Widow book that Wade and uh, Samney were doing because it's really really good. And I was going to buy that first trade, and I saw it at the shop, and I was like, I'm not buying that. Speaking of which. The Wade Somni Captain America came out. Yes, that I know that book's gonna dominate. That shit looks so good. I heard it was amazing. So yeah, yeah. So you need to go get your copy of that because we talked about reading that and then talking about it on the pod. That's something right. we could talk I'll about. Go get I got to show up at the comic shop and it's gonna be like a western. Like I'm gonna walk in, the guy's gonna let me go. Got a lot of nerves. Got a lot of nerves showing your face right here, partner. <laughs> <laughs> But it's cool because I haven't stuck them with any books because I ended my pull because I it was like once around the time where everything started changing, like all, all the stuff. And I was like, I don't know what I want to read. So just end my pull. So at least I did that. Rosenberg Punisher comes out soon. Yeah, I'm going to check that out, too. So that's what that's on my pull list. Rosenberg Punisher and, and Wade and Somni Captain America. And I got to add and I got to add the terrifics. Um, oh, the terrifics. Yeah. yeah. The, and the, I want to read the 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 thing. Um, that Chip Zerdarsky's doing. He's the, doing. He's, he's doing, doing a thing comic. Doing a thing with book with Johnny Storm. Yeah. Oh, so it's just a thing and Johnny Storm is like a tag team. Yeah. That's like me and you. They're basically the Word Bros. Yeah. <laughs> the Word Bros. Because I think they're trying to find out where where Reed and Sue are. Didn't they go in the negative zone and they never came out? No one really knows. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, they don't know that, I imagine. They're just gone. Well, I know they had the thing as part of the Guardians of the Galaxy for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, he, but I mean, their, their ship crashed and he was on Earth. Mm. That's why they had, like, the Grounded series with, like, Rocket Raccoon that Matt did and Starlo and all that stuff. Um, so the thing was back on Earth, and that's why he kind of popped up in the, um, what's it called book? Because he's a, he's a member of S.H.I.E.L.D. now, if you've read the... The oh, Doom. I didn't know Ben Grimm was a member of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, he's a member of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I think, like, him and Johnny get together because Johnny's been hanging out with the uh, Inhumans. So um, so I think they get together and try to figure out what happened to Reed and Sue, which I'm well, – I mean, Which I doubt the, – the two least smart members of the Fantastic Four try and figure out what happened to the smart Hey, 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 hey. Le- hey, hey, leave Ben. <laughs> I'm, I've always, I've always been very. My protective. aunt Petunia would not like that comment. I've always been very protective of my boy Ben. I love Ben Grimm. There he is. I, I like Ben Grimm. I like he's, him. He's the original Marvel tough guy that never got like repowered up. He's always just been super strong. And that's it. 
Like they never it's gave enough, him. Bunch, yeah, yeah they never gave him a bunch of new powers and shit. Like he never he just got made him super like stuff. super rocky at one point. Yeah, yeah, he's just like he's like a glorified babysitter, you know. And he's awesome. I love Ben Grimm. And a little, and a little, a little bit of ways. Like I think Ben Grimm kind of reminds me of Torres more. Yeah, than he's me. a little. Yeah, because he's he's got a rough exterior, but he's very soft and squishy on the inside. He just wants he just wants to be loved, dudes. <laughs> That's a good. That's an accurate description. That he also yeah. smokes cigars. Yeah, he just wants to be loved because that's all we all want at the end of the day. And just like Ben Grimm, the Word Bros want to be loved. So please uh, listen to the podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate us, all that jazz. And yep. uh, I think that's it, man. I think that was a fun episode. And uh, hopefully, we got some big guests coming up in the end of the year, beginning of the new year. So we're working on it. We're working on it. So. Thank you for li- listening to us bullshit. Yeah, and if there's anybody you want us to try to get on, feel free to let us know, man. Yeah, let us know. That's what maybe, the Twitter's for. Maybe we'll ask Brian Michael Bendis. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, the worst know. he can say is no. Or just not reply, which is either Which way. would probably happen. Yeah. But he I probably mean, would not reply. He'd be like, might, these idiots? Might as why well. Are they, why are they blowing up my Twitter feed? Brah. So you know, if you want to see Brian Michael Bendis on the Word Bros, like the, our, our idea is like everybody just tweet him on the same day. We'll yeah. Just, Call it Brian Michael Bendis Day. All eleven of you, <laughs> fifteen people. Yeah, tweet him. I mean, one. he's bound to see that, right? The twelve people that tweet him and he doesn't answer all of us will just be like, "Okay, oh. we're not buying your DC comics." But Fine, we're, unless, we're lying. unless you do, unless you do Night, Nightwing, and then I'm totally in. <laughs> then we're lying. Yes, but follow us on Twitter at word underscore bros. Mm-hmm. And uh, follow Bob at BeFriends. I don't care about following me. Just follow Word Bros. Listen follow. to Word Bros. Check it all out. Uh, we're the best. Go to thewordbros.com. All the episodes are there. Just keep scrolling. We got three or four pages worth of interviews. Um, Chris Sabella, Drew Moss, fucking um, Kyle Starks, Kyle Starks uh, Sam Ellis, uh, Dave and Scoot. Yeah, Dave and Scoot. All kinds of people, man. Your man. What's your man's name? Uh, Michael May is great. Mm-hmm. Your man from Top Cow, Matt Hawkins. Matt Hawkins. I mean, we got we we we've been trying to do great here things here, man. We we try to blow shit up, son. Try to blow shit up, son. So yeah, so check it out, thewordbros.com. Thank you for listening, and hey, we'll talk to you next week. You're listening to the Word Bros podcast, thewordbros.com. <laughs>